y'all. I'm Erin Bagwell. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, the fridge is the only thing we aren't socially distancing from. Ava DuVernay makes a superhero movie about healthcare workers. And I'm ready to leave my husband for Andrew Cuomo. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is is beaver talk beaver talk hi diana wow are you really there on the other side i am here i feel like this feels new and familiar at the same time yeah i feel like we've been doing it this uh forever really we're just pros at the at-home studio How's it going? How are you? What's around you? Paint us What's a picture. me? Okay, so I'm sitting in my kitchen, which is oh. right next to my living room, because we're in a Brooklyn apartment. And I have some lamps on. We've got um, water beside me. I'm looking at a painting on my wall of a bunch of little colors and gold, which isn't very descriptive, but it's the best I can do. Beautiful. Um, and I, I actually, my mic setup is the funniest. I'll actually post this on Instagram. It's like I have a mic atop a pile of books and a dish towel. Cute. <laughs> so we're really, we're really um, DIYing it over here. I love it. Well, you know, my husband has all his music. We trucked all of our music stuff to Buffalo. So I'm set up looking like a pro over here. Yeah. But I am in photo. my... I'm in Buffalo, New York. We evacuated New York City to come to stay with my parents so that my daughter could have a yard. And um, I'm in my old childhood bedroom, which has been refurnished to be a guest room. So it still has some of the old uh, Aaron Bagwell markings, but mostly it just looks like a generic room full of TJ Maxx prints plates on the wall one of these plates has an angel oh I love that I'll post a photo of that for people um we've got some stitching it's kind of an antique thrift store TJ Maxx combo it's quite a quite a sight to be to behold phenomenal and how are things going up in Buffalo or is it like I know you're there with your parents and how's everybody doing Oh, we're on the verge of killing each other. <laughs> really? Yeah, we've been here like a day and it's it's really hard, I think, to be, A, to be in a house with your parents, you know, as an adult and, you know, it just everything is a little bit different. You know, it's not your house. It's not your kitchen. We're still in that like adjusting period of getting used to what is a new normal, question mark. Um. Also, my cat is joining us, and she's nibbling on some kibble right now, obviously. So in case you hear her little paws in the background. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my cat is going to run and, like, jingle his bell for all to hear. So we look forward to that later in the episode. Mm. So what are you doing? What's happening? How are you feeling? You know, I feel good. I feel fine. It's kind of like this is such a crazy time to, like, say the very least, but... I feel very fortunate to, mm. you know, I was, I was journaling yesterday um, just about all of the little and big things that I'm really grateful for. And I know that sounds like so woo woo, but 
I think really what I'm grounding myself in at this time is just like being the lucky ones, you know, Mm. and being ones who are healthy and supported and safe. And we have a home that we can stay in. And I, you know, I'm with someone I love at this time. And like, I have my health and I have, he has his health and my family has their health. Like it really just does become like the most essential things when something like this happens. And, um, you know, working from home is intense. (laughs) It's a big adjustment. But um, if that's the biggest adjustment I have to make in this whole process, then I feel very fortunate. Um, So I think I'm just kind of trying to remind myself every day, like, that this is not normal. This is like a really crazy time and that the emotions that come up are understandable and to just kind of keep working through it and keep sticking with it because I'm in an environment where I have the you know I have the space to be able to process yeah for sure I think that idea of grief kind of came up for me I haven't really been journaling and um, I moved apartments and then we moved to Buffalo and I kind of feel like my head has been underwater with everything going on and then I kind of got an opportunity to sit down and like write and I was like I don't even know what I'm gonna say but I just started writing and one of the things that came up is like this idea of like grieving for like the future and like the promise of me being in this new apartment and what that feels like and to kind of just name it felt so good And I think to your point, it's like we are the fortunate ones. You know, my husband is working from home. Um, We can afford to, like, continue to live and we're healthy and we're focused on taking care of each other and, you know, giving as much as we can to those who need it. And it's just it's you, you kind of oscillate from feeling like really grateful and then really overwhelmed, I think. Yeah, it sneaks up on me. Um, last week I like had this moment where I had something like really, I had just like a really big workload one morning. And like, so I was just kind of powering through and going through stuff and getting things off the to-do list. And it was right around the time Trudeau announced that he was closing the border to non-essential travel. Mm. And I was just kind of like diving into work and doing my thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, I was just paralyzed Yeah, and I like, was filled with anxiety and I was like babbling, like literally just babbling to my husband. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this, that, and the other thing. And this is so stressful. And that's so stressful and blah, 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 blah. And I finally just had to take like a hot shower and like say out loud to myself, like surrender, Mm. like just, just let, just let it go. Just like let this wash over you, you know, like the whole, my parents had like trips booked to come see us in New York and like they both had to cancel them. And like, it was just like a really intense feeling all of a sudden. And I find that's how it's been coming up for me. Like I'll go days at a time where I'll feel like more or less totally fine. And then I'll just have a moment where I'm like completely freaking out. And I have to remind myself to just like surrender to the moment. Right. I know it's weird with Ginny. My schedule hasn't changed at all. You know, I still like I'm focused on her like 24 seven and it's been like, I'm usually working from home and I'm usually, you know, focused on her and it has in a similar fashion, like, you know, we'll be on a walk and I'll just like start crying or, 
you know, will watch the news and your heart just breaks. Or my mom was doing a Skype chat with second graders who were just like over the moon to see each other in this like Zoom hangout. And it's like, you're just so reminded and so grounded in like the tragedy of everything, of even the everyday of missing out on, you know, these connections that people are having. Totally. It's like, it's like the humanity of everything. Like at baseline, like it's just our connectivity and our community that's really keeping us afloat right now. And like all of the incredible work that, you know, essential workers are doing, healthcare providers, our political leaders who are taking action and have been like demonstrating great leadership, like are all doing amazing things to keep us moving forward. But it's really like our connections with each other that are like helping us through the day to day. Yeah, for sure. I feel like now more than ever, I'm looking to people to say something and to talk about it and to just share. Cause I think you're totally right. We're, we're all like seeking that. Yeah. And just like, I don't know. I've, and we can dive into like, what's kind of keeping us sane at this time. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, but I found Instagram to be kind of an incredible space right now for community and for connectivity in a way that I'm kind of surprised by, to be honest. Mm. Like I find that I don't know. I feel like the people I'm following are really doing really cute things in their own little ways to kind of, you know, either engage people through like an Instagram story share or like, you know, challenging each other to participate in stuff at home um, or just like showing themselves like making breakfast. (laughs) It's kind of like, I don't know. There's something like very sweet to what people are doing right now on social media. Yeah, I'm for sure like oversharing like never before. Oh my God, so much oversharing. So what are some of the things that like are touchstones for you right now? Um, so right now, you know, as I mentioned, like obviously Canadian borders closed to non-essential travel. And one of uh, the people I follow on Instagram is a woman named Jane Robinson, and she's a poet. And I think I've, I, she wrote a book called This Is For The Women Who Don't Give a Fuck, which I believe I've read on Beaver Talk previously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but she's Canadian and she, uh, last week, um, last couple weeks has done an amazing job of kind of naming how hard it is to be, um, in a foreign country while Mm. all this is happening and to not be able to go back to either your home country or to see your family. Um, and so I just found she's really given a voice, uh, to people who aren't able to travel home at this time and, um, you know, may not be able to travel home for a little while and kind of what it is to go through big global experiences while being um, in a country that's not your home or not not where you were born, I should say. I do consider New York my home, but um, it, I just found that her words really helped me name kind of some of the feelings I was feeling um, and maybe didn't know it yet. So mm. that was super helpful for me. She sounds great. What, you, what is her Instagram again? It's Jane Robinson. So it's J-A-N-N-E-R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N. Um, and she's phenomenal. Very cool. And another woman I love is Nina Cosford. And she, I kind of like her for the opposite reason. <laughs> she just, she's an artist out of the UK. And she just posts like beautiful photos of like flowers and clouds and like her beautiful little home with all of her antique art. And like, I just, it's so cheerful and joyful and she's just doing 
the most to like make us all feel really cozy um, in our spaces. So that's been really helpful for me as well. I feel like beauty is important right now. Definitely. I agree. You know, finding those moments to feel. I posted a good wife quote earlier in the week about how it's the superficial things that are most important when something like this is happening. You know, like doing your hair, doing your makeup, like feeling human. Because it's really easy to just get swept up into feeling, you know, like to being in your pajamas and then feeling gross all day and not showering. And, you know, you can really let everything snowball if you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah, 100%, especially because the situation is so ongoing. Like this is this is the foreseeable future for at least a little while here. So it's like, it's not like we're all going back to routine and like, a week or anything like that. It's like, we really have to ground down and like taking care of ourselves in all the different ways that looks like from like the superficial to the spiritual, um, to the mental, to the physical, like it's all, it's all really important. Um, I love that good wife quote that you posted. (laughs) Um, something else that's really helping me are trash magazines, you know, the old fashioned celeb garbage mags. Love it. Um, you know, just flipping through the pages, having something to like totally numb your mind about nothing, I think has been helpful. Um, What's the goss these days? You know, actually, I was going to read some of the goss and I left it downstairs. So maybe our next episode, I'll, I'll give us a little goss. Yeah, um, I need the goss. You know, Ben Affleck's in love. Oh, um, my God. That whole situation. Yeah, that's a situation. Harvey Weinstein you know, going to prison, 23 years, exciting Then testing stuff. positive for coronavirus. <laughs> you know, having a great year. Um, those are probably the highlights. I'll have to, if anything pops up, I'll, I'll share, of course. Yes, please do. We're going to have to go through it in the next episode. Now, my friend Alex is a genius. And she's doing this thing where she made a batch of cookies And then put the cookie dough in a Ziploc bag in the freezer. And every night we'll take out like three or four cookies and bakes them. So she's having hot, fresh chocolate chip cookies every night, which I thought was brilliant. That's almost like sociopath level. That feels like (laughs) Patrick Bateman shit to me. (laughs) What? I thought that was so Martha Stewart. I was like, that's amazing. The way you described it, I just picture like her in the dead of the night. Yeah, I love, that's like my, I don't, for some reason, ever since I had a baby, I'm like obsessed with cookies. Like I make them all the time. I like love baking them. I just like, I've never been a cookie person. What, what's your favorite kind of cookie? Like what do, you, what do you like to bake? There's there's a difference. There's like the ones you love to eat and the ones you love to bake. So, so like what's I, the- I mean, they're pretty much the same. I do an M&M cookie um, from the Crisco recipe and then I add in a scoop of peanut butter. Wow. Mm-hmm. So oh if you follow God. the Crisco recipe, put M&Ms instead of chocolate chips, and then you add in a scoop of peanut butter. They are. It's like you eat them, and then you're like, there's something a little, a little uh, about these, like the cookie dough or the cookie or the peanut butter, and they're really good. It's just right there. It's just right there with that peanut butter chocolate combo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like not enough. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a full peanut butter cookie that can sometimes be like not what you're looking for. Wow. Best of both worlds. I love that. I think that's, I mean, now you've disclosed your secret recipe for everyone to hear. So <laughs> you're going to have to keep innovating. Yeah. Happy to, happy to. What else is on your list? Anything? Um, 
I have to give a huge shout out <laughs> to uh, Conrad Bailau, who this? is a friend of a friend of mine. Shout out to Jonathan Malinsky for putting this on my radar. Um, John is a dear friend back in Calgary who um, is a big part of the theater community in Calgary, and he's an actor himself. Um, and his incredible girlfriend, Alicia, is also a performer. Um, and he posted about this guy doing what he calls Mono Mamma Mia. <laughs> and essentially, it's what this is, is a gold mine of performance. Wow. Um, Conrad has been going live every night at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So 8 p.m. for us folks here on the East Coast. And performing an entire one woman, or I should say one man, show of Mamma Mia, complete with costumes. And he does all the voices. He does the accents. Um, he performs it top to bottom. And I just have to say, I have not, I, it's to say it's a joy is like the understatement of the century. Um, Mamma Mia itself has wrapped because Conrad's been doing it for um, a few nights, and I believe his next performance will be of Annie. Oh, so, wow. Keeping that, nothing but the hits. Definitely something to tune into. It brought a tear to my eye, and it made my heart sing. So I have to say that's probably the best thing I've stumbled across. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What do you have on your list? Um, you know, trying micro-meditation. Have you heard of this? I have not. So Eckhart Tolle on the Goop podcast with Gwyneth said that instead of planning like a morning meditation, which is obviously a great thing to do, if you're like kind of in a space where you can't do that or, you know, haven't budged at the time or whatever, um, he says you can micro meditate. And that means anytime throughout your day, you just take three deep breaths. And I find myself like really trying to remember to do it and just like take a moment. And I think now when we're, you know, where we are, it's so nice to just breathe and like remember to breathe. And um, I really like it. I think it's um, a helpful practice. I love Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, he's he's really something. I read his book, The Power of Now. Um, a couple summers ago when I wasn't working and it literally just like, I still go back to parts of it. It was just so powerful. Mm. Um, he's incredible. Uh, I have a question for the group. Mm. Instagram live. Do we hate it? Do we love it? It seems to be with us. I don't think it's going anywhere. And it is definitely a big part of the current at home situation we're all in right now. I need your, I need your POV. You know, I think it's a love hate situation because I think part of it is like, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like everyone (laughs) in their mother's life. But then at the same time, I do care. Like today I watched Miley Cyrus and Anthony from Queer Eye, like making breakfast together. Wait, what? Like together at their house? No, no. Like on Facebook, on Instagram live. God, what? And I was like, I guess I need this in my life. I mean, that's an incredible mashup. Like, that's a strong Instagram live. Yeah, and then she was talking to Mark Ronson, and I was like, wow, we're just really, we're all over the place. We're doing it. So I don't know. I feel, I I feel love-hate about it, honestly. I almost think Instagram should just let us 
upload longer formed content. Do you know what I mean? Do we have to be live? Can't we just upload a 10 minute video? Do you think anyone would watch a 10 minute video though? Of Antony and, you know, Miley in like actual production value. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. What's maybe your, what, are your, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think if you have something to say, I think it's like a privilege not to be abused. I think if you have something to yes. say, Instagram yes. live is like amazing. I think mm-hmm. it's, it can be a very, it's the essential of like doing a news report almost like people, yeah. everybody and their dog is an anchor these days. Like it's You're like a thousand percent. We're all Katie Couric. Um, I watched her today too, actually. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't think that. It's almost like you should have to prove yourself in order to do a good Instagram live. Because it's like... I was going to say, like, you, yeah, I, Diana, you're a thousand... Pr- like, really think about it. Like, I'm more think than, about it. Like, I can't do a live. Like, I know that about myself, you know? And that's fine. I think you could do a live. We could do a live show. <gasps> what would a live show look like? Nobody knows. Oh my God. Silence on I don't the other think, end. I don't think you can do a live unless you have a hundred people tune in. Yeah. I think that Instagram live, A, you got to have an audience. You got to have a message. You got to have an intention. And I think you have to have a payoff. I think this has mm. to be going somewhere. Yes. And what I find so often with Instagram live is just like, okay, thanks guys. Like, bye. And like, I also think they're great if you're doing something cool, which like, I mean, I've been loving all the performances. Like Yo-Yo Ma did an incredible performance for the, dedicated to healthcare workers, which I thought was amazing. But if you're just like sitting there talking at your phone about stuff, I don't know. I don't know if I'm on board with that. Yeah, I hear you. At the same time, it's incredibly democratic. And I'm kind of here for any medium that like allows everybody to have a voice. I think that's important, especially now. So I'm kind of on the fence. All right. Well, we'll maybe we'll put a um, a question out to our Instagram, and we'll see what people say, and we'll read the comments back next episode. Love it. So, what um, are you getting into? Let's get into it. What are you watching? What are you loving? Um. Oh my gosh, I feel like I have such a mixed bag of things to share with you. Please, mine's um, all garbage. <laughs> First and foremost, I started watching The Sopranos. Wow. Um, which is kind of an insane thing to do because it's very it's very involved like there are six seasons um you know it's 12 episodes a season an hour an episode I know that that's not a lot to most people but I struggle with the hour-long episodes um Mm. and I gotta say watching James Gandolfini is an absolute pleasure he is so incredible and it, oh, I just mean I've done like this huge deep dive about him and like it just seems like nobody had like Amazing anything but love say. for this man and like what a loss. I just yeah. have to like start off by saying like and I know I'm like very late to this party so there's probably people who are like yeah Diana that show was on like 20 years ago and you're absolutely right but here I am just <laughs> getting to it. Um, anyways watching him is kind of what's like keeping me like going on it I really love him his character's incredible it's obviously an iconic show so I kind of feel like I'm being let into this like inside joke that I now that I haven't really been a part of for the past 20 years <laughs> you know it's so funny um his son isn't was in the trash mag um because they're what? doing a, they're doing a reboot a prequel and his son is playing his character isn't that sweet 
Oh my God. I didn't that know cute. that. Mm-hmm. You heard oh it here first. <laughs> a Beaver Talk exclusive. That's in all the trash mags. Yeah. Um, that's great. See, you know, it's good you know, that you're reading the gossip mags. I, I did watch part of the Sopranos. And then for some reason, Sal and I watched it together and somehow pretty far, we got pretty far into it and I don't know what happened, but we just, you know how sometimes you do something or what you start a new job and then you forget about a show and then you never go back to it. Yep. Completely. We just totally abandoned it and we should, you know, but we never, but I did, I did, but I didn't, you know? Yeah. I get that. I mean, I'm going to move on to other things for a little bit here. Like, I need a Sopranos break, mm. which I feel guilty to say. Also, um, you know, as a Sex in the City fan, sometimes I feel like the Sopranos is held to such a different and higher standard of art because they came out on HBO around the same time, which I feel a little jaded about, honestly. It's like a Bernie Hillary situation. Oh I'm always going to feel a little, you know, a little cold shoulder. Wow. Yeah, they Have were on at the exact like same time. Um, I don't feel that way, but I feel Mm. like I also, I didn't really know anyone who watched the Sopranos, um, Mm. or was like a huge fan of it in the way that I come across sex in the city fans. I feel like everyone was like, it was the great, it's the greatest television show in the world. Like everyone is like, it's the number one. Well, we just have to correct them gently when they (laughs) say that. (laughs) Right. We, We know the truth. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and I just want to give a shout out to This Is Us because I, mean, I won't spend a lot of time on it because I just feel like This Is Us is a through line on Beaver Talk that I keep mentioning every I once mean, in a while. I am now at my parents' house and I will be watching it with them. Oh, please. Your mom would love this show. Please, she please, does. please watch. She so does. We can finally do an episode. We'll see. Um, it's insane. And I feel like... At this point, um, Mandy Moore is like the real MVP. Um, the woman, Beth, on the show is an incredible, you know, anchor for all of us in our lives. Sterling K. Brown, with love, has become such a jerk. And I mm. feel like upset about it because I really do think he was the guiding light for me in this show. And now I'm a little thrown off course. So I haven't watched the season finale yet, but it's become such a soap opera that I almost feel like I know what's coming. And Betty's, if any of you are watching This Is Us, I feel like I need to talk to somebody about it because <laughs> I'm just alone in my misery and I keep coming back every Tuesday. So help me. Well, to add to your misery, have you, what's your, where are you with Love is Blind? Have you heard about it? Have you seen um, the yeah. memes? Have you watched any of it? I have not seen a single frame of this show. Okay, okay. Will you and Umer be diving in at any point? Um, I almost want to never see it and just let it live as a zeitgeist that people tell me about it and like I I get the show through other people's interpretation. Uh huh. That's my that's my way of saying no. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. Should I? Should I be watching this? <sighs> You know, Diana, you don't have, you know, I'm a real high-low. I can do, you know, the trash. I like, you know, the great media content. I have a critical eye. You don't really fall in the middle. Do you know what I mean? You're like, you're you're one or the other. I don't know if you'd really care for it. Yeah. And if you're saying that. It's so wild, though, and fascinating that it kind of might be interesting to dip a toe in. But if I hear you about like 
you're just going to pretend it never happened might be fine for you. I mean, what else are we doing? You know, I know you never know. Here we are at the beginning of April and uh, talk to me in a month. Like maybe I'll be the biggest love is blind. Maybe this turns into a love is blind podcast because I just loved it so deeply. I mean, I wasn't even really sure at first. And my husband was like, this is amazing. And it was it's actually a fun show to watch with your partner because their concept of love and marriage is bananas. And it's so fun (laughs) to be like, oh, yeah, that's what marriage is like three conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got it. Like it's hysterical in that way. Oh, and are the couples like thriving? Like didn't they film this two years ago and all the couples are together? Those that made it. Oh, my God. (laughs) the drama yeah it is dramatic well it sounds great (laughs) did you watch all of it i did yeah it was a a breeze um you know do i remember any of it now no it kind of you watch it it's fun but it is there are there are definitely some iconic reality tv moments and it's coming back for two more seasons so this isn't going to go away if you you know, feel the need to dive in, please jump in the waters. Oh We'd my love God, to have incredible. you. <laughs> right on. Maybe, we'll, maybe, hey, you don't know. Maybe we'll do an episode later on. You never know. After I, this is us episode. My Sal would love to be a guest if we did that. I mean. Because he loved the show. I mean, I'd kind of love to talk about it if Sal were a guest. I'm inching you closer. <laughs> See, I told be- you, it takes almost nothing for me to be like talked into these kinds of things. I feel like you would never watch Riverdale in a like in no. a thousand years. Yeah, no. It's Have you true. ever seen any reality TV? I used to watch American Idol. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love America's Next Top Model. I guess it's model. better than like HGTV. It's a little bit. We're getting a little closer. I mean, I mean, Tyra Banks was like my everything for all of oh, junior yeah, high yeah, school. Oh yeah, 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 for but sure. That changed. Um, um, another show go we're going to talk about eventually is The Morning Show, which is, you know, not too many spoilers here, but Betty's, please see it. Please see it for Jennifer Aniston's monologues. The show twists and it turns, and it's so interesting, and the dynamic of power and gender, the way that we talk about Me Too, who gets to talk about it. It's just electric. It's important. I thought it had some of the best and most realistic dialogues around some of these topics. Um, amazing show. Love it. Can't wait for everyone to watch it and, and to talk about it further. Yeah, I'm really excited to see it, mostly because Jennifer Aniston is my best friend. and um, You will die. I'll die, yeah. You will I'll text die. me and say, what the what am I watching? <laughs> it is iconic. Oh, I can't wait. I'm excited. And you you know I love a, I know I love Billy Crudup, so I'm down for anything that he's a part of. Oh, he's a dreamboat. And Reese, he's I mean Reese is the best. Oh, Reese. Bless Reese. I don't think we can get through anything without talking about Reese. Nope. <laughs> she comes up on the daily for me. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, I have a children's movie I would like to speak about because oh, it emotionally scarred me. Um, oh no. I watched The Lion King. I saw this on Instagram. (laughs) I watched The Lion King, the 2019 version. And I gotta say, I was emotionally devastated by this film. I, it's the exact same story, like frame for frame of the original. Um, 
but the animation is so incredible that all the animals look real Mm. and you're just sucked into like this incredibly lush visual that um you know you're kind of like you kind of just flip-flop between like how the hell did they do this and like my god this is the most stunning thing i've ever seen wow and it's so sad because Mm. like in the original one at least like you know it's animated it's animated so like none of it looks real obviously and like you're able to kind of separate yourself i find although mufasa's death is definitely a part of all of our childhoods um but in this one it's like the live action version you're literally watching a lion die and you're watching like a little baby simba mourning his father and you're watching two lions like fight it out for the death at Pride Rock. And then you're watching a bunch of hyenas literally maul Scar. And it's just like, I thought it was like crazy. I think I actually <laughs> lost my mind in this movie. Like, I'm like, if I saw this as a kid, I would be completely ruined. I was ruined as an adult. And I think I'm insane. So. I mean, I don't think you're wrong. I watched Tarzan with Ginny and was like sobbing within the first five minutes because his parents die by the jaguar in the jungle and i was like oh my god i know know, they really they hit you those disney movies oh my god messing around and it was just like and scar is so scary which he should be so like Mm. i'm great job disney but like he's like physically intimidating simba in all of the scenes that they have together and it just was like so intense I was not expecting Lion King to be that intense. Would you recommend it? Yeah, I think I would. And I'm surprised to say that because it's I didn't you. think I would watch it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think I would ever watch this movie. But um, truly, it is like a visual feast. And, you know, Beyonce's in it. Um, Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner. Seth Rogen. Um, Oliver. Wait, John Oliver. Isn't it like it's just it's an incredible cast. Um, Childish Gambino Fun. is Simba, so it's very cool from that perspective. But you, like, be prepared to sob. Mm. It's a tough more one. so than the original. Yeah. What um, else you got going on over there? I started Little Fires Everywhere. Oh yeah, we're gonna watch. We're gonna. I'm gonna watch it, and then we're gonna talk about it. Um, I'm finding it to be very triggering. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting. I watched the Taylor Swift documentary, which I actually thought was very good. And something that actually I listened to the Dolly Parton podcast. Oh, I love the Dolly Parton podcast. And they both reference the Dixie Chicks. Now, Betty's, I cannot stress enough the documentary that was done about the Dixie Chicks and George Bush and them saying in London, I wish my president wasn't from Texas and the aftermath of that and what it does to the band. But the, the death almost of the Dixie Chicks lingers with these two mega famous country artists. And I felt like it really put into perspective the decisions that both Taylor and Dolly make about their politics. And I found it to be sad, but also very true. Wow. And it gave me just a little bit more sympathy for those conversations that I think sometimes we demand of our artists. Um, 
when the country music world is incredibly harsh. You know, my dad listens to country music actually in the living room every day, like while he's working. And I counted how many women are played on the station because I was like, man, 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 man. Are they ever going to play any women? Like I was flipping out. And I literally started counting. It's like every 20 songs, they'll play one woman. So for these women to try to break through in this industry is, it's, it's incredibly hard. Um, so it was just kind of an interesting conversation about Taylor and her power and kind of what she's experiencing. And obviously it was a bit of a Beyonce in that like she had her hands in everything. Like it felt, it didn't feel like we weren't getting information, but it did feel a bit, um, you know, they weren't going to show her, show us anything super ugly either, you know? Totally. But, but I, I think like, that's like sometimes fine. Like you just want to be in their world and you want to see the world that they want to cultivate for you. You know, like that doesn't bother me all the time if it feels like it's good. One-sided. Yeah. I mean, you're never going to get both sides and like we get Taylor all the time being like thrown under the bus and being cast as a villain and all of these different things. And it's kind of nice that you kind of just like get to live in her world through her eyes. Totally. And, you know, we've seen Lady Gaga's movie. We've seen Katy Perry's. And this was by far, in a way, like the best one I've seen of these pop stars. Wow. And I'm going to check it out. It was directed and produced by a woman, too, I believe. I'm 100% sure it was directed by a woman. So I feel like there was like a great lens on it as well. You know, it felt like she was confiding in a friend during the film. Oh, that's really nice. I haven't heard it described that way. So that's really good to hear. Yeah, Um, it it was cute. Speaking of the Dixie Chicks, have you listened to Gaslighter? Uh, the single, yes. Do they have uh, a whole album or is it just the single? It's just a single, but oh, the man. single is everything. Holy. Yeah. That's quite a song, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Love them. Um, Love that they're back. I made that announcement in our living room. I was like, the Dixie Chicks are back. <laughs> Rejoice. My dad was like, where did they go? I'm like, dad. I know. A gal slacked me in the middle of the office and she was like, put down everything you're doing right now and watch this video because this is the most important thing that happens today. <laughs> it it's, was they're the best. Mm-hmm. You have to watch that documentary. I will. I will. What else am I doing? Here we are. Um, speaking of great docs and docs that start conversations, um, I watched the Hillary series on Hulu and I I wanted to text you like a million times throughout it, but then I was like, I want you to watch it without me. Like I want us to talk about it like with Mm. fresh eyes. Um, It's something else. And I like need you. I need you to watch this. I love it. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. I love everything Hillary right now, especially. I watched, um, I watched it really fast. Like I watched two episodes. I think I did it in like two days. Um, it's only like four or five episodes, but basically my husband came home and I was like so outraged watching this one episode Mm -hmm. and I just started yelling at him about how women are never going to, like a woman is never going to be president because this country can't fucking handle it. And like, we don't support strong women. We don't support strong, smart women. We don't like encourage women to go into positions of leadership. And I basically just started like ranting and raving at him. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this is, it's bringing me back to like, my 2016, 2017 fury of like needing to have these conversations and needing to be angry about it and the anger getting you through it. Um, It was so cathartic. I loved every minute of it. I can't wait to watch it. (sighs) Love it. 
Um, speaking of documentaries, I have one more thing to uh, chat about. Um, we're mo- working on a documentary. We sure are. <laughs> we're, oh, yeah, we're making a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, remember that one? Oh, yeah, I think I remember something about this. Yeah. Um, I have been filming my first year of motherhood and, um, I have a little teaser trailer you guys can watch on my Instagram and I'm going to start editing the movie soon and Diana is going to help me write it and shape the story and, um, it's really scary and I haven't even thought about the film for like this whole, you know, past couple of weeks because of everything that's going up and going on, but I'm really excited to to dive into it and kind of create this really warm Brooklyn story about identity and what it feels like to kind of become a mother. Oh, it's so good. And it's so important. And I think that there's such an urgency for this story to be told. Um, Not only because I think it's going to help women, feel so seen and heard and something that's not talked about nearly enough but also I'm excited Erin for you to release it to the world and to put out a film about your family and Ginny and uh, your own time navigating this I think it's incredibly brave and it's really inspiring so I'm I can't wait for the world to see it Thank you. I'm glad you're helping me because I feel like it's such a personal story and I don't honestly know if I could navigate it without like another person's perspective. And I, there's truly like no one else I would trust more, um, to do this process with. So excited to be embarking on it together. You're not meant to do it alone. None of us are. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) Um, I think we've gone through my whole list. It sounds like we have some good episodes coming up. I know we want to talk about the Hillary Doc, Little Fires Everywhere. Um, morning maybe we'll show. even do Morning Show. Uh, Little Women is, I know, something that we're going to have coming up. So lots of good content coming. Absolutely. Um, so excited. I would love you guys to follow us on Instagram and tell us what you're watching, what's helping you right now while you're at home the media you're devouring. Um, And before we sign off, I just want to say hi to my friend Molly, who is working on the front lines at a hospital, Veterans Hospital in D.C., who has had to go to work every day and um, is one of my best mom friends. She's my best friend in high school. And we had babies um, the same year, and we've been really close. And it's so inspiring. She runs a team of 11 people. And to hear her talk about, like, what they have to do every day and how they're staying safe and how she's scared to go to work and she shows up and is strong for her team is like beyond. Um, It's so humbling and I'm so proud of her. Um, And also my friend Christine, um, another mom friend in Brooklyn, who is sewing masks for hospitals. She loves to sew and um, she's doing her part, which I think is so incredible and you know, Diana, we're doing our part <laughs> in, uh, in, in chatting and sharing uh, the things that are bringing us light. Um, but if anyone else wants to give shout outs to their friends or wants to shine a light on a story that they think 
um, our Bettys would love, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can do so on Instagram or the Beaver Talk podcast at gmail.com. I want to like echo Erin what you said. Thank you to Molly. Thank you to Christine. And thank you to all of the healthcare workers and essential workers who are doing the most right now. Um, thank you for showing up to work every single day and putting yourself in harm's way so that we can all get through this. Um, it's truly so inspiring to me. And even just reading the stories that I've seen online, it's, it really um, puts me at a loss for words. So thank you very much. I love it. All right, Diana, until next time. Thanks, Erin. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Bye.